what is up everybody welcome back to the podcast zombie chris explains it all but really do we explain it all i am your host zombie chris and today it should be monday the 24th when you're listening to this but i'm still trying to figure out the uh, uploading process on today's agenda we are going to be talking about the box office uh A lot of surprises came in, uh, some bombs and some did okay, but we're going to be also looking at my predictions list and seeing if I guessed any of the the box office uh, right. So without further ado, let's get to it. And coming in at number five on the box office was Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. The movie made uh, over 17 million. But keep in mind, this is on a um, budget of $209 million. This is considered a bomb. And it goes as no surprise as I, I did say. Um, I thought it wasn't even listed in my predictions list. It wasn't even listed in the top five. So it kind of outwit me just a little bit, but not very much. Coming in at number four was War of the Planet of the Apes, making uh, over 20 million. And keep in mind, this was uh, number two on his debut weekend and it dropped to number four on its second weekend. Not very good considering, um, this is, you know, helmed to be like the great end to a trilogy. And most people have, you know, said that it was a fantastic movie. Not quite sure what is happening with the movies nowadays. I I guess it is a long, uh, fatigue that is going on at the, at the box office that a lot of people were just, Um, they just seen one or two and they're kind of done with it. It's going to be interesting to see how that works out for, um, other movies, uh, that are coming out like the jigsaw movie and are people, you know, having fatigue for movies that are just in a long running series. And for war of the planet of the apes, I had that listed on my guess, uh, my predictions list for number three. So I was not too far off for number three on the box office list. We have Spider-Man homecoming coming in and making over $22 million at the box office this weekend. That's, uh, doing, uh, pretty well. It's only it's third, uh, weekend in the box office. So not doing too bad. And number two, which really, I guess, surprised me, is Girls Trip. It's a Universal Pictures um, all-black female comedy made over $30 million. And that is on a budget of $19 million. So they're doing fantastically well. I wouldn't be surprised if there's not a Girls Trip uh, 2 already sort of in the pre-planning stages. And... Coming in at number one, obviously, if you lived under a rock, you would not know that Christopher Nolan had a movie come out to the box office. 
It is Dunkirk making over $50 million at the box office. But let's keep in mind, this is on a budget of $150 million. And worldwide, it is doing roughly over $105 million. Um, so not bad, but not very, not very great. And it seems like Christopher Nolan has this as a running trend where his movies always, for some reason, they cost always around $150 million or $160 million. And they kind of slightly underperform at the box office. Um, not, you know, taking away obviously what he did with the Batman series and those, you know, made money, but, um, some of his other projects just seem to always do this. They, they, they're high budget and they make the money back eventually, but they're just not, you know, as profitable as they should be giving that Christopher Nolan has a name, you know, uh, when you speak that there's a Christopher Nolan movie, um, a lot of moviegoers are always interested because they hear that name and they're sold on it without even, uh, knowing what the project is. As far as my predictions, I had number five to be baby driver. And that came in at number seven on the box office. And I had girls trip to be number four. And obviously that came in number two. So um, I was kind of discounting that movie and su it surprised me. Number three, I had War of the Planet of the Apes and it came in at number four on the box office. And I had Spider-Man for number two, but it came in number three on the box office. But I did get Dunkirk right. I had that listed for number one and it ended up being number one at the box office. And that is going to do it for all my box office talk. When we get back from the break, we are going to talk a little bit about the trailers that dropped at uh, San Diego's Comic-Con. Um, we had quite a number of uh, trailers that dropped. So just going to give my few thoughts about some of them. Uh, some of them you might be surprised. Some of them you might uh, send me some hate mail. But stick around, we are uh, heading to the break and uh, we're gonna come back and talk about those uh, trailers. All right, we are back from the break. Thank you for sticking around. And uh, there was a lot of trailers that dropped. I, I believe there's only three or four like main ones we're going to talk about um, over the masses of, of trailers. Um, the first one being Stranger Things Season 2 trailer dropped. Hey guys, do you see the... Not really. I saw something. I know once the teaser and the poster came out, everyone was losing their mind. Um, I'm going to receive a lot of hate for this, but I am not too much of a fan of Stranger Things. Um, a lot of people love season one. 
for me, I, I, I like the premise and the idea, but I felt too much like it was just not an homage, but like basically like a rip of 80 movies, um, like ET. It just felt like it was too much of that and not much of its own entity. In Stranger Things season two, it has my interests. <laughs> Um, I, I like that it is back in the the town and I like that it is focusing about something bigger coming and not how season two or season one to me dragged on about the mystery of, of Will and having um, Eleven be around. And in season two to me, it just seems uh, a little bit more um, bigger of, of a show. It gives it more of its own entity as, as opposed to season one. It seems like they're still harping on the eighties vibe, um, a whole lot. in 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 the trailer is just between the ghostbusters and the music and, and, and some of the signs and, and just a lot of blaring stuff where it's like, okay, I get it. You're in the eighties. I get it, but we don't have to keep showing us, hey, this is the 80s. Remember the 80s? Remember this? Remember that? Um, and maybe that's just me. I I, I kind of wish that they just took a, a back seat to all that and just kind of let the show be the show. But um, when you see the kids wearing like the Ghostbusters uh, outfits and then you hear the Michael Jackson thriller music, it's to me, it's just a little bit overdone. But. Um, the story seems almost like it is like the idea of the blob in a way um, that something is sort of coming to the town and it's spreading and it's it's overtaking and all these kind of hidden spots and, and something bigger is, is happening or, or coming to the town and trying to, I guess, feed on everyone. Um, there are parts of that trailer that just remind me of um, like John Carpenter's The Thing. Um, and also like the blob or invasions of the body snatchers. Any three of those kind of movies is where I get a vibe from stranger things season two, but overall I'm very interested in watching this. Um, it, you know, I'll stick around for stranger things season two, as opposed to like season one and see if it's going to make me a fan or not. Um, I, I really do like the, the children. Um, I don't have a problem with them as far as the um, their acting and and the commodity between them. I, I think that is what is great about the show. It's just a lot of other issues I have with the show. But um, I do believe it comes out in October, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah. Are you excited for it? Uh, well, why am I asking you that? I'm pretty sure everyone Everyone, the entire world seems to love uh, Stranger Things and and can't get enough of it. So that was my thoughts about Stranger Things season two and moving right along into the superhero world. Nothing very interesting. The world remains in mourning after the death of the Superman. And where is the Gotham Bat? The mass vigilante has been a no-show. They said the age of heroes would never come again. It has to. Um, we have the Justice League trailer dropped, and 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> I will say this. It looks fantastic on film. Um, as far as like the explosions and the, and the colors, um, Zack Snyder always produces and always directs a great looking film. It's just most of the movies are not usually good on um, a dialect or a story to it. And with Justice League, it it seems, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm really at odd ends on it. I feel like the Justice League came a little too soon, um, <laughs> so to speak, that we only had Batman versus Superman. And we've had Suicide Squad, if you want to kind of include that in this whole um, universe. We have Wonder Woman. But we have we haven't had the movie for Aquaman or Flash or um, the cyborg character. Excuse my um, my non knowledge on the Justice League, um, and yet we here we are with a Justice League movie, and we're supposed to enjoy and like all the characters. Um, really, the only characters I guess I like are Wonder Woman and Batman. The rest of them, I don't know how I really feel. And I'm supposed to just kind of take them in this movie as they are, enjoy them along with the rest. And instead of like, unlike Marvel, where you kind of build your trust and you build your, your love for these characters to see them come together. And it means so much more here. It just really feels like, yeah, we need to hurry up. Like, let's let's put the Justice League and then we'll give everybody else like separate movies. Um, now, if this was coming out maybe in another year or so, I think this wouldn't be too bad. But um, yeah, that's I don't know. That's that's just how it felt. If it, it feels like a very rushed project, it doesn't look that way, but it feels like it is rushed just in the time span of the movies and in reality to our time. And I did notice in the trailer that for some reason they just kept Superman hidden and, and made it seem as if he wasn't coming back, but he is justice league. He is a part of it as much as the rest of them. There's no way they were going to do it without him. And, uh, I kind of enjoyed that. He wasn't in this movie. Um, I'm not a big fan of Superman. I've, I've, really not a fan of that actor as well um for superman he is he's way too just boring um dead boring every time you see him on the screen even in batman versus superman he just wasn't that great of a character in that movie obviously batman stole the show um aquaman looks all right in this movie um cyborg i'm definitely not sold on that character every time i see him on screen i just I don't know. He just seems so unreal to me standing next to all the other regular superhero characters that something about that just takes me out of it. Um, the flash, he just seems like he's going to be just a comedic aspect. He's going to be always cracking jokes and being, Oh, I'm the rookie of the group. And that might get a little old if it's throughout the movie. Um, wonder woman, obviously, was great and it did box office, you know, huge success at the box office. So a lot of people might just come out just for Wonder Woman being a part of this project. Um, Batman 
is Batman. He's awesome. And, you know, I can't wait to see that aspect of this movie. Um, More Batman, please, please. But really, besides that, the trailer just felt like a bunch of quick cuts, a lot of stuff that didn't make too much sense unless I guess you're in into the Justice League world and, and part of the DC universe and you understand certain shots are from certain uh, uh, graphic novels. But to me, it just like a bunch of flash stuff and a bunch of pretty, you know, stuff that that was about it. So much has happened since I last saw you. I lost my hammer like yesterday, so that's still pretty fresh. And then I went on a journey of self-discovery. Where I met you. And moving on to the almighty uh, Thor Ragnarok. Um, I know everyone is probably going to hate me as well for saying this, but, um, I'm not the biggest Thor fan. I've, I've never liked Thor in the entire span of Avengers. I've always just found him not to be that interesting of a character, at least to me, because he's a God. Um, anytime you say to me, a character is a God or any, some sort of that kind of status, it takes me out of like caring for the character or having some kind of um ability to relate to him uh he just seems like oh well he's above everybody else um and that's how his attitude is which i guess he's playing the character right but uh yeah ragnarok it's i didn't really care for the other thor two movies uh the thor one and thor two they and thor two i thought was really really bad like i would never watch that movie again um but this one it they added the hulk in there because i'm not sure if they can do the the planet hulk um the planet hulk movie but they seem like they want to kind of mix it with this so that way they can sort of tell that storyline and uh yeah this this sort of just gave me like a guardians of galaxy vibe like it's it looks just like it it's this whole idea of like thor needs to have his own sort of avengers team on the planet so he gets loki um uh, this female character and he has you know uh hulk helping him It, it seemed I don't know. It seemed too much like it was Guardians of the Galaxy, like a side movie from that rather than its own kind of movie. And they definitely added a lot of humor into this. And that just speaks to that whole Guardians uh, vibe. And really, the, the villains have always been bad in these movies. Um, they've never been that interesting. And in this one, it just seems that way as well. Um, I believe that's Claire Danes, if I'm not mistaken, as the uh, enemy of this in, in this movie. Um, I'm not really interested in her character all that well as well. Um, some of the cinematography in this movie, some of the stuff just looks like it is straight out of a graphic novel, which can be great or it can be bad. It just depends on how it looks in the final product as the movie uh, flows along. But uh, overall, it, it looks okay. I'm not really that excited for it. 
Um, given the fact that this comes out in November and you have Justice League out in November, I mean, which one would I rather see? I would rather probably watch Justice League just because I'm overdone on the whole Marvel and Thor. And it's it's like, OK, yeah, I've, I've been here so many times before. And at least with Justice League, it's it feels like it's going to be a, a different experience as opposed to Marvel's uh, Avengers. So. Given the choice, I would rather take uh, Justice League over this one. And I know that's going to be crazy and you're going to hate me. Send your hate mail at Twitter at ZombieCT. And last on the list to cover is a trailer in which I don't understand what the hell am I looking at. We are talking about the new Steven Spielberg masterpiece, as they call it. Uh, Ready Player One. I was born in 2025. But I wish I'd grown up in the 1980s. Like all my heroes. I live here in Columbus, Ohio. In 2045, it's still ranked the fastest growing city on Earth. But it sure doesn't seem like it when you live in the stacks. They called our generation the missing millions. Missing not because we went anywhere. There's nowhere left to go. I guess most people nowhere. knew about this already, Except being that there's a book out there. I had no clue what the hell I was watching or what this movie was. All I saw was people freaking out about this trailer. So I decided to give it a watch. And there is a sequence in the trailer that is cool um, because there's lots of little like, you know, cameos. But the thing about that is I tend to look past a trailer. I'm I'm not wooed by, you know, fast cutscenes and, and stuff like that, unless it's a horror movie. Then I, I, I might be kind of convinced. But with all other movies, I just feel like I can kind of look past that and see if this is going to be a good movie or not. Um, and this trailer did not really sell me on this movie. I just kind of stood there and saying like, okay, so it's a virtual reality world and there's lots of cool stuff being presented, like lots of cameos. But other than that, like, what's the story here? Like, why am I caring to watch this movie? And this trailer just did not do that good of a job as far as selling me. Um, there's even one point in the trailer and where they say Steven Spielberg's name and this just felt like it was just just not needed. And it said, in a cinematic game changer, Steven Spielberg. It's like, do you really need to add that? I mean, that just seemed very just just out of place. All you need to do is say from the, the master director or from, you know, the fantastic world of the director of Steven Spielberg or it's, it's something like that would have made a difference instead of cinematic game changer. That just speaks to me that this movie will look good, but maybe not be good. Um, Steven Spielberg has had, you know, some, some flops the, the last couple of years, not everything he directs is gold or, you know, um, the best of. So, 
I I'm really at a loss for this. Um, the trailer just looks like a bunch of cutscenes that look awesome, but other than that, there's nothing to give me a story to which I care about. Um, I will say the DeLorean appearance was badass. When I saw that DeLorean, I was like, "All right, that looks really really awesome." I don't know about the rest of this movie, but that little part was awesome. What are you guys' thoughts about all these trailers? I know a lot of you are probably really, really excited for all of these movies and uh, the, the Stranger Things as well. I believe that is going to be it for this podcast for the box office uh, review, as well as talking about the Comic-Con San Diego, or I said that backwards, the San Diego Comic-Con uh, uh, trailers that had dropped. guys that is it for this podcast uh we went over the box office uh numbers as well as my predictions to the numbers we went over the comic-con uh trailers that have dropped at least the the top um popular ones i want to go over uh leave if you want to contact me contact me at twitter at zombiect or you can email me at zombiekeeper83 at gmail.com. Let me know your thoughts about the podcast. Let me know your thoughts about the trailers, uh, the box office, any comments, concerns, advice, anything that you'd love for me to maybe cover as a topic on the podcast. Do so at those uh, social media addresses, if that makes sense. But yeah, that is it for this podcast. Uh, thank you guys for listening and tune back in. We're going to have another podcast a little later in the week. And I have a guest host on that podcast. So it should be really good. We covered uh, a lot of things in that podcast. So um, this is uh, it. And uh, this is uh, Zombie Chris signing off. Thank you guys. Zombie out. Zombie out.